Hey girl, hey. Hey mama. Hey, hey lady. You are tuned in to the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. We don't grow alone, and this podcast ensures that you don't have to. Grab your journal and a drink and join us. Welcome back to the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I am your co-host, Tiffany Huff Struthers, and we have a special co-host this week, Ms. Sharia Carpenter. Before we dig into what she has to share with us, of course, I am going to ask her to introduce herself. Hi, my name is Sharia Carpenter. I'm a mother of three, and I'm just a regular degler, just little old me. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing big. Sharia is being modest, so let me tell you a little bit more about her. She is an author in Scenes from a Single Mom, Volume 3. And her story is called Finally Free, and that is what we are going to dig into today. Before we do, though, if you have not already, hit the pause button and make sure you are subscribed wherever you are listening or watching this episode because you don't want to miss any of the goodness that we are dropping here. And if you have not already, make sure you leave a review so that another mom like you can find this community and get the tips, tools, and the tea that we share every week. So Sharia, let's get into the tea that is your story, which like I said, is called Finally Free. Why is your story called Finally Free? What were you uh, in bondage to? Um, I think I was battling with um, insecurities and self-doubt and um, I just cling to men to find that within myself so it was like I was going around finding men and clinging to them to find my purpose in life and I was attaching myself to what they had so if they had something valuable, then I'll attach myself to them and be like, oh, well, then, you know, I'll be whole because I have this person and he's doing this for me. And it made me feel more secure. So I am free of my insecurities. I'm free of um, the self-doubt and the fear of being single, the fear of not being whole. How did you get there? Um, I would say, I would say God, God is good. And he allows you to go through hard times so that you can find yourself. And I was just, um, my daughter's dad had got taken away and went to jail. And I remember being, leaving the courtroom and sitting in my car and just thinking to myself, like, what now? Mm. You know, uh, he's gone, so who are you now? And I was I was bawling, crying in that car. But I knew that I was praying to get out of the relationship. So I had been praying to get out, but once God removed me out of it, I was bawling, crying now because I didn't want to be in that chain. And I didn't know how it was going to look. So I was sitting in the car crying, and Tasha Cops came on. And I was just sitting there, and it was, this is the move. And I was sitting in there and I just start, I start singing because I knew that that was the exact move that I had been praying for, but Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to look the way that it was showing up. And I was like, you know what? Get yourself together. I got out that car and I remember my sister and her boyfriend was sitting on the porch and they knew he he was going to jail. So they were sitting on the porch and 
I wiped my tears and I just walked right past them. Like, you know what? I don't want to talk about it. There's nothing to discuss. Like, it is what it is. This is from that point on. This is the change of a new chapter of my life. And it was ugly. It was so ugly. Why was it ugly? Uh, because I had to go back through all of the bad choices, the bad decisions, the bad, all of the bad habits and patterns that I had been living and operating my life in. I had to go back and like when they say judgment day is coming, I felt like that was judgment. Like mm. I had to judge myself on the choices that I made. I had to realize that I had to be accountable for my own bad choices. Right. And walking through that was so ugly. It was like she said, and it was dark. It was so dark. And you get angry at people because you're like, well, they should help me in my dark times or they should do this. And God sometimes don't want other people to help you in those times because it's your lesson. It's for you to learn. It's for you to figure out because those were your choices. You right. were bold in those choices that you made. But now when it's time to go back and look Face at the them, music. you want to put your head down and you want to be shameful of it, but stand in it, you know? And I had to keep telling myself that like, I have to stand in my choices. I have to be okay with this because this is me. So what happened between the court, that time in the car and, you know, afterwards that, as you were reflecting and, and looking at and holding yourself accountable, how did you keep from going back to the attachment? Because you easily could have just found another man with stuff to attach to, like you had been doing in the past. What shifted for you that you realized you didn't want to make that type of decision anymore? I think, I think, I believe I probably did cling to men after that i still did because i didn't even realize that i was in that transition so i was still clinging and still going around dating but um the second time like when my my last daughter did it was different they didn't have a hold on me mm. it was it was so different it was like okay i see your bad habits i see your your um patterns and i'm not attaching myself to that Right. If that's your choices that you want to make in life, then go ahead and make them. But I'm removing myself because I'm never going back down that path. Mm. So he didn't have a hold on me. So it was like I knew what I wanted. I knew that my daughter was supposed to be here. So it was just like, hmm, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be happy in my singleness, even while pregnant, even while having a baby. And not knowing what that outlook is going to look like, I'm still going to be okay with me just being me. So what were some of the habits that you developed or some of the new choices you were making as you were in this transition? Once you decided, okay, like, if that's the way you want to live, it's fine, but I'm going to move on over here. Um, I think more so focusing on myself, self-care, just loving me and not allowing those insecurities that I once had to have a hold on me and being like, you know, I, I love myself. I love what were the insecurities? Um, I think it was the fact that I wasn't taking care of myself. You know, mm. when you don't take care of yourself, you don't feel as good. good as you potentially, like you don't feel your, your best. So because I wasn't taking care of myself, and that's why I say bad patterns and habits, because 
those were bad habits that I had. That personally, didn't have to do with anybody didn't, else. Didn't have nothing to do with nobody else. But once I started to start doing self care and loving on myself and affirmations and just re- re- reminding myself of who I was, it just became. Natural. I became me again. Well, how did you know though? How did you know what to do to care for yourself? Because one thing I know from my own journey is that you can hear self-care and self-love and everybody's idea of what that is looks different. Mm-hmm. And also what you need is different than what I need. So when we are disconnected from ourselves mm-hmm. it and we're looking to reconnect with ourselves or when you were looking to reconnect with yourself, how did you know what to do for self-care? Spirit. It's that inner voice. It's that inner knowing. Like, like, these last couple of days, I've just been feeling like, I need to get in the tub. I need to get in the tub. I need to get in the tub. And I guess I was carrying a lot of, like, heavy weight, heavy mm-hmm. energy on me. And I got in the tub for two days straight, and I just sat there for hours. And my kids are doing their thing. Nadia's running up and down the steps, and Made's playing his game, and Ryan's sleeping. And I needed that time for myself to just be like, okay. It's chaotic out there, but ground yourself. Get back to yourself because when you go back out there, it's going to still be crazy out there. Like, you can't escape your life. This is your life. Right. And I keep hearing that wax on, wax off, you know, um, karate kid. So I, I feel like Nadia does that to me because she'll go around destroying my house. I'll clean it up. She destroys it again. And I'm like, wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Like this is ch- like this is literally a lesson. Me learning how to be okay in the midst of chaos. Yes. Learning how to just be okay with what I created because these are my kids. They're not going nowhere. Right. This is my life. But I'm not gonna be shameful of it. I'm gonna be happy and stand in it and make peace. Just make me. peace with what I created. It's just me. Right. <laughs> like I can't right. go nowhere, but I'm not gonna not be happy. I watched my mom pass away and I watched my niece get killed. And my niece dying changed me because it was like, okay, I cried. I'm not crying no more. What is it that I'm going to do to change the world? Why am I here? You know, what is it that I need to be? How do I need to show up? Mm. Because her life was taken so short. I seen darkness. I seen death. Now, what can I help? How can I help? How can I contribute to somebody else's life? Right. Because now it's just like enough is enough. Like we, I mean, is I just want to be happy. And how do you answer that question? How can you contribute to someone else's life? Um, I just feel like I'm gonna hover over people's darkness. When I see that you're in a dark place, I'm going to love on you. I'm going to embrace that because I'm going to help you to embrace your darkness and be okay with your darkness because we all have it. None of us have never not been through a dark time. Right. You know, we all go through it. So it's just loving on people when you know. You can see it. You can recognize people's darkness. You know, when they're in dark spots, you be like, okay, let me back up off this person. They acting crazy, you know, because you feel it. But I I just know from my kids that I'm not going to run from people's darkness. I'm going to stand with them and be able to be like, you know what? I see you going through a dark time. How about you do this? 
I'm going to give you some suggestions to get out of it because it's not going to last forever. So for the person who's listening, who's in a dark place, what suggestions would you offer her? Um, I would definitely say take some time out for yourself, love on yourself and just know that like, just keep digging when you're I, the other day, two days ago, I found two quarters. I'm not lying. I was in my bedroom and I was cleaning and I found these two quarters and God started speaking to me. He was like, look at the quarters. And me and God has this relationship where I'm like, this is stupid. What do you want? <laughs> like, what? So he said, look at the quarters, not he, but whatever you want to call it. Look at the quarters. So I looked at the quarters. One said 2008 and one said 2018. Okay. What about it? So it said, even though they are 10 years apart, one was dirty. The one on my left side was dirty and the other one was shiny. The 2018 was cleaner. And he said, well, one's dirty and one's clean. One's 2008, one's 2018, but they both still have the same value. Yes. They both still have, even though one is dirtier than the other, they both still have purpose. They both are exactly what God intended for them to be. They have value. They have purpose. They have. So I was like, well, then who am I? You know, who am I? Like, who have I been walking around here thinking that I am? Because we are all equal. We are all the same. We all are deserving of love. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I just want to give people love because I love to love. And that's me. I, when I was in a dark place, I was grumpy. I was moody. I was all these things. But now I'm just free. Finally free. Finally. <laughs> Finally free. Thank I'm you. I'm so glad you are. And for those of you who are listening, you can read all about Sharia's journey. Um, this is definitely the abbreviated version, but you can read all about it in Saints from a Single Mom Volume 3, which will be available in August. So make sure you are following at When She Thrives on all of the social media platforms so you can get the details about when you can get your copy of the book and um, get to know Sharia and her journey and how, you know, she did the work to finally be free. <sighs> it's not easy, but it's, it's worth it. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to leave uh, our listeners with before we go? Um, just love on yourself. Love the ones who don't leave because that those dark times is very trying for people who stick by you um just learn how to embrace love smile <laughs> smile smile a whole lot because the darkness is always going to be there it's not going anywhere it's just how you perceive it it's your mindset it's how you how you um embrace it that's good. That's good. Well, thank you all for tuning in with us this week. And um, we look forward to connecting with you next week. Like I said, make sure you're following us at When She Thrives on all social platforms. Hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening or watching. And we will see you next week.
Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you are blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with When She Thrives out here in these streets. And last but certainly not least, grab your copies of Scenes from a Single Mom, Volumes 1 and 2, and of course, 3 and 4 are coming soon. Thank you again for listening, and we will chat with you next week. <laughs>